Strive Coaching Studio, guiding business leaders to meet the highest version of themselves. And now, here's Michelle, certified coach and founder of Strive Coaching Studio. Hey, hey, how is everyone doing today? I have a funny story to share with you today. At least I think you'll find it a little bit funny anyway. Recently, I met with a handyman for him to do some work on the deck steps of our home. There's a repair that's needed on them, and being that I've been in the home building industry for most of my adult life, I had a pretty good idea of what likely needed to happen to repair the structure of the staircase. My husband and I looked at it together. We decided what we needed. All was well. We had a plan. So the handyman arrives, and he is assessing things before I even come out to greet him. That's totally fine. He told me what he thought, and then I explained to him what I thought needed to happen, which was different than his plan, and why and how it could be done with less destruction overall. So then he asked me to ask my husband what he thought and wanted to do. Now here's the thing, as I've mentioned, I've been in home building since literally 1999. I've been in that industry for so long that I already know that him being made aware of this fact about me would not change his opinion. I know this because I've lived this in this world for my entire professional career. I'm no longer frustrated by it. I don't make it mean anything about him or anything about me. I expect it. What I do make it mean is that we all live in a world with very real and certain obstacles and biases that to best maneuver around, we must first accept as just reality. <clears throat> that doesn't mean I like it or condone it. Acceptance does not mean that I agree with it or that I'm okay with it. It just means that I'm going to make a much greater impact toward change, not to mention accomplish my objectives, much more effectively if I stop resisting the facts and the reality of what is in front of me. Now, I let him know very kindly that my husband and I discussed that at length and that we determined this would be the best solution. I went on to ask him what else he needed from me to provide me an estimate for the work. And he respectfully continued. This was not a big deal in terms of an example, truly. It is, however, representative of a much larger issue in our world for both men and women. But as I mentioned, I prefer to face things based on what the facts are versus what I think they should be. Generating thoughts that fuel me best toward forward, confident, and empowered resolutions is far more effective than approaching things with frustration or resentment, anger, not to mention, and most importantly, it will make my life much more enjoyable and peaceful. And that's the way I want that. So interestingly, studies show that men apply for jobs that they are only 40% qualified for. Women don't apply for the job unless they are 90 to 100% qualified. My opinion is it's probably even higher. Like they think they need to be far more qualified before they do it. But this is the statistics. So this is not a debate or a judgment or an opinion. They are just statistics, just 
just facts, just studies that have been done. Men apply for jobs they're 40% qualified for. Women will not apply for the same job or for jobs, sorry, unless they are 90 to 100% qualified. So we can each decide what we want to think from there. We can think that it's not right or fair. We could disagree. We can judge men. We can criticize women. We can blame the world or politicians or men or women or the patriarchy or, or anything. We can blame. And we might even be right or not. And yes, to some degree, all of it could be important and worth discussing. But here's what I want to offer. In the moment, when these things are happening, when we are faced with these statistics right now in our jobs every day, is it really that important? What difference would it make today, right now, if we answered or decided all of the answers to those questions? There are plenty of discussions in our world today about why it is this way. Who is to blame for it? Who needs to make it right, right now? Who needs to make it right for everything that already happened? And I just prefer not to participate or explore those specific discussions for the most part anytime, although I am not blind to them and I do not believe they are unimportant. But for today, I want to focus on what the discussions are for today. The facts are that they are true, real issues that we have created as a society over time. We participated in it. The generations before us did it, raised us in it. And quite frankly, I'm not responsible for any of the how we got here. And neither are you. And neither are the generations that will come now behind us. Next. Even though we all participate and operate within the socialized structure that exists, it just is. It is where we are right now. How we got here is not the most important part for what to do with it. We're just responsible for now, for today. What do we want to believe about all of it today? Who will we be in it right now? What decisions can we make differently right now? How will we show up and operate in this world as a result to create results we're proud of and to have created for ourselves and others who follow us? We are 100% responsible for all of those things. We are, each of us, individually. Focusing on that, on ourselves, that's where our energy can best be spent rather than finding someone to blame and requiring someone else to fix it. We can each fix it with steps in the right direction each day. And as I was writing this podcast and recording now, I'm reminded of when I took ski lessons last year in Park City, Utah. I always try to take a lesson each year when I go skiing because number one, I only ski one week per year. And number two, I learned as an adult, so it's just not second nature for me. And number three, all of those two things leading me to number three, I'm just older and I don't want an injury. It's just not worth it for me. So I always take a ski lesson. This time, it was just myself and a female pro ski instructor. She was fantastic. We had a great day together. And I shared this statistic with her about women and men that I just shared with you. 
And it turned into such an interesting conversation about how the ski resort schools have been having so many discussions lately about how men and women learn to ski and require ski instruction so differently from each other. Generally speaking, and I do not intend to stereotype, I realize there's always exceptions to the rule in every direction. Generally speaking though, men are very quick to jump in and head down the mountain, figure it out as they go. And as a result, it typically serves them well in the skiing arena. Females approach the mountain in a very different approach, very different. So teaching men and women requires different technique and approach in order to ensure success. So what do we want to think about the statistical career differences between men and women? What kinds of messages and takeaways do we gain from just this statistic alone? Well, here are a couple of points that I think are worth considering. Number one, as leaders of companies and in companies, it's in the company's best interest to have the most qualified person in each role to maximize the value and ROI of the company dollars toward a strategic and successful business plan. Obviously, right? This puts the onus on the leaders to carefully evaluate the candidates who do apply and seek out, recruit talent for the candidates who may not apply. The onus is on the leaders. Evaluating high quality and skilled employees as part of the leadership strategy is just a wise decision for the company. It just makes perfect sense, of course. Now, number two, is that this likely means that the current positions that are filled within the company by men may not be as qualified as necessary for the position. If those statistics are true, then one could infer that there are people in their positions, specifically men based on the statistic, who are really not as qualified as necessary for the position. And that translates to a reduced ROI and value for the company's dollar. The awareness of this fact alone may inspire making new choices and changes as a result. Now, it could be a variety of changes. One of them could be identifying those individuals who may be in this situation and supporting them through development and training necessary to improve their level of ability. They may be aware of their shortcomings they may be struggling and may or may not be asking for what they need to fix it. They may not be advertising what their shortcomings are, though. Most people don't. Or they truly may not be aware of their shortcomings. So recognizing and communicating and supporting them through it serves everyone. Now, it also may mean that additional role changes need to be considered to ensure that the right people are in the right roles for themselves and the company. Putting people in positions where they can see success just makes business sense. And it helps people maximize what they are really good at, what they're capable of accomplishing in a much better way each and every day. And there are a variety of ways this could translate for you. Again, awareness is the key point here. Choose how you want to handle it and what you want to do about it, but don't ignore the statistic. And the fact that's in front of you, you have to make a decision about it. Making no decision, ignoring it, telling yourself it isn't true, whatever you might want to do or someone may be tempted to think is making a decision. 
And these are the kinds of decisions that ultimately lead to the types of results that you have in your business because of them. Now, another consideration here is the messaging that the company communicates to its employees. While I would not suggest that it's necessarily the company's job to build the confidence of their employees, there is an incentive to ensuring that confidence and morale is high and encouraged to all people equally. Communication is key. Both regular conversations, feedback, in conjunction with formal reviews or casual reviews are critical in order to maximize everyone's potential in the organization. Ensuring that every employee in the organization is fully aware of their value to the company, their future path, how they can work toward developing the skill sets necessary to get where they want to go, all of this adds so much value. Offering development programs to employees is always a tremendous benefit from an organization. Whether they're internally formalized through mentorships and planned curriculum, or choosing outside experts to support and develop management and leadership skills, the benefits offer returns on the investment through the direct up-leveling results themselves and the morale improvement and loyalty that's gained when you gift this opportunity to people. So whether you choose to make shifts in your perspective on this subject because you want to support and develop people, or specifically women, or if you choose to do it for the company's benefit and to have the very best talent, or, eat, or both, the statistics are clear proof that the benefits that can be gained from this awareness prove worthy. Sometimes someone else seeing something in you that you don't see yourself has impacts on your life that change the trajectory of your life forever. While it hasn't always been a walk in the park for me as a woman in a male-dominated industry, I have been so fortunate in my life to have had amazing mentors and role models, both women and men, who have played a significant role in encouraging and supporting my success and my development. I wouldn't be where I am and have accomplished all I have without them. And I hope I can do the same for others. Maybe you have had mentors and role models who help you get where you are right now too. And I hope I can encourage you to do the same for others as well. Now here at Strive, we're working together with men and women throughout the month to help them develop their full potential. We focus on management and leadership skills, as well as building confidence, creating empowerment, and helping them to live fully into their very best lives to be successful. If this is something that would help your organization, come check us out. I hope I'll see you there. Strivecoachingstudio.com. I'll see you later. Thanks for listening. For more great tips, visit us on strivecoachingstudio.com.